0: Hello, critics, non-critics, and friends. Welcome to the Film Optics Podcast, where we take a glance into blockbusters, indie films, and everything in between. I'm your host, Christian. And as always, I'm joined by my good friend, slash my co-host, Devin. And today we're here to break down and give our insights on Black Panther Wakanda forever. And before we begin today's episode, you can listen to our podcast on podcast platforms around the internet. That includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. And if you are a new or seasoned listener to the show, we would love to hear from you guys. Follow us on Instagram and can't follow us on Twitter as of right now. Uh, we're going through a few technical difficulties, but our Twitter handle is still Film Optics. That is optics with an X. I think our I think our Twitter account got blipped. I think it did too. It's a ridiculous story. I'll get into it here. In a now seconds. that now that Mr. Musk has gotten
1: all the Infinity Stones, he's in charge. Just blipping people.
0: I do find it odd that like we started having issues with our Twitter account since. So just a little backstory. I was just going through some of the new features on Twitter since you know Mr. Elon Musk has taken over the reins. And it prompted me to, like, add our birthday. I was like, oh, okay. So I think we joined the pot. Like, we created the Twitter account in February of, like, 2018. And then it asked me, oh, you know, you sure you want to change this over? I was like, yeah. And then out of nowhere, like, our account is locked. Because apparently you have to be at least 13 years of age or older to join Twitter if you're adding a birthday and I'm like, but why did it – why didn't it just give me like an air message saying, oh, you know, anyone below – like, did does Twitter really think we're four years old? Like, that's my question. <laughs> so as of right now, our uh, Twitter account is – technically, they said it's locked. I reached out to them. They gave me like a form to fill out. Hopefully, things will go back to normal. If not – You might just have to create a new Twitter account, which really, really sucks. But I'm hoping that we can get it all figured out. But it was I don't know what it was the most ridiculous thing ever. I was like, I was just trying to add our our podcast birthday because they were labeled as a podcast, like professional account on Twitter. And like, okay, so that should tell Twitter, at least me working in IT, that would tell me, hey, you know, the system should be like, oh, you know, this is. Like, a brand account, essentially. That's really what they are. But for some reason, yeah, I I guess I done goofed. It's very odd. But that's the long and short of it. And we're going to be pushing content. I'm just pushing content on my personal Twitter, which is C. Ulenberg. So, yeah, it, it kind of sucks. But, you know, we're just going to persevere. And if we can't get it back, we're just going to have to uh, endure and survive and adapt uh, to... Probably just recreating and getting like a new Twitter account up and running. So, I mean, luckily it's just a Twitter account, it's not the podcast. So that's what I really that's what I really care about. <laughs> but Devin, outside of my craziness that's been going on, how have you been, man? You went to go see Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. How's your week been overall?
1: Yeah, I took the pops to go see that and uh, we had a good time. It was a nice packed theater and the, the crowd seemed to enjoy it. Um, a lot of laughs. Definitely some tears. There's there's a few moments that really that can really get to you, and it hits hard. But um, we'll we'll discuss that later. Overall, um, just an average week.
0: How's how's your week been? Um, outside of the whole tw- <laughs> outside of the whole Twitter thing, um, it's been good. I mean, I picked up God of War, Ragnarok. I've been playing a little bit of that. I am three hours in so far. I'm loving everything about it. Uh I just. It's, it's a great game. It's been a while since I've picked up something, which is odd because I also picked up Gotham Knights, played it like maybe twice, have not gone back. I'm not sure if you have. I'm about five hours in. Oh, see, so you're wait- like, I'm like an hour into Gotham Knights right now. It's not, it's not fun. Um, But other than that, yeah, just been, you know, working and, you know, doing the podcast well, obviously with you, but other than that, man, I've just been um been trying to uh broaden my horizons. I'm looking for like a new show to watch. Like a brand new show I've never seen before. And I was talking to my buddy about it the other day. He told me to check out the Narcos um series. I'm not like a big like very, very comedian timing with this movie. I, I know, right? Right? <laughs> yeah. um, but we actually, I went to go see Black Panther twice. I went yesterday um, as well because it was just first time viewing it. I, I, I don't saw for like a few minutes. I'm not going to lie. It was a long work day. It was a long movie at a late time for our screener. So You can't blame me there. (laughs) It was only like maybe five, 10 minutes, but I still wanted to see it again before we uh, hopped on the show and talked about it. But yeah, my, my week's been pretty good overall. Just keep it on, you know, keep on keeping on. That's all you really can do. So for anyone here who is new, I do apologize. uh, We're going to get into our black Panther. What kind of forever review here, the way we usually go about this. um, We usually go into our initial reactions first, which is our non-spoiler section. Then we get into spoilers and we'll let you guys know once we get into spoilers ahead of time. Then we'll get into like our final thoughts and then our ratings of the film. And then we have like a few call to action things that we do kind of just wrap up the podcast in its entirety, uh, or the show or the episode, however you want to slice it. And then yeah, we, uh, we, we go home until next week because <laughs> we're back on like a weekly schedule now. It's, Oh my gosh. Uh, well, actually, have you been watching Andor at all?
1: I need to catch up because I've just been seeing so many rave reviews these past few episodes.
0: Yeah, I have as well. Not like I haven't seen a lot of people tweeting about it, but I've seen people tweeting about it. It's just not as big as, I don't know, but I do want to check it out. Just maybe once it's over, that's <laughs> just, whew, I don't know. It, there's something about it. I'm like, I'll, I can wait on that one. But Devin, are you ready to take another trip back to Wakanda to talk about this film. Oh yes. <laughs> you know, really <laughs> that She-Hulk <laughs> the Cliff <laughs> he was like, "I love Wakanda. You know, I actually studied abroad there." Really? Wakanda forever. Oh, I I that makes me uncomfortable. Wakanda forever. I was
1: like, ooh. I, I, I aspire to not be that guy. <laughs> That's the one thing I don't want to become.
0: That was, that is probably one of the funniest things I've ever seen from like a Marvel property, like shower movie. Like he was just <laughs> Such uh, a was straight face. like a very straight. He had one of the spears too. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh. That was, that, that was insane. But ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back after this introduction to Black Panther Wakanda forever. Who are you? And how did you get in here? This place is amazing. The air is pristine. And the water. My mother told stories about a place like this. A protected land with people that never have to leave. That never have to change who they were. What reason do you have to reveal your secret to the world? I am not a woman who enjoys repeating herself. Who are you? I have many names. My people call me Ah Ahkukungan. But my enemies call me Namor. Let's take a quick break. Did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear? How can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients? And we are back with our Wakanda Forever review. Again, we have Ryan Coogler coming back to direct this film, and he's also credited as a writer on this film alongside Joe Robert Cole and stars uh, Latina Wright, Angela Bassett, and Tanakh Huerta. I think that's how you pronounce it. I'm I'm just going to go with that and keep rolling with it. And the story is as follows. The people of Wakanda fight to protect their home from intervening world powers as they mourn the death of King T'Challa. So, like I said before, we're going to get into our initial reactions first. So, Devin, give me your initial reactions about this. What did you think of this movie?
1: Yeah, we knew going into this that uh, Ryan Coogler basically had an impossible task just trying to to put together a a sequel to one of the biggest movies ever made like um just the cultural impact the first one had it was definitely it was a moment in time that that won't be forgotten and then just to have it was just two years ago he passed away uh, chadwick boseman and it's still it still hurts today thinking about it but within those two years for ryan kluger to be able to basically start from the ground up had to rewrite the entire story because he already had it entirely written so he had to start over and build a story from nothing basically and he had to do that while balancing everything the mcu threw at them like all the classic marvel setting up different storylines setting up future shows and movies Yeah, he added that all in perfectly he added in different characters getting um different powers and different suits and of course the tribute to chadwick at the beginning and end is just it it's tear jerking and and it just feels emotionally relevant and and it's it's hard not to get emotional just just thinking about it, but he pulled it off. It it really is crazy how much how well he did with what he was given because they gave him so much to do, and I think he nailed it for the most part. Of course, there's some issues throughout, but um, nothing that outshines the the cast and the story that that he concocted here. Um, there's definitely some surprises too, which were really really entertaining and. Um, shocking in some points, but I just, I, I kind of love going, I love getting back into this world of Wakanda and exploring the technology and the people and the culture. And to Huerta as Namor is just, he's that guy. Like he was just awesome as this anti-hero type of character, more so on the villainous side in this one, I would say, but thought he did a great job of bringing life to that character. Um, hoping to see more of him in the future. It'll be very, very entertaining. Uh, and I think Sherry, uh, Letitia Wright, did a, did a really good job of kind of taking over the throne and and giving her best performance as far as just trying to pull off. There's some funny moments. There's dramatic moments. There's action. There's all of it. And I think she did a good job of pulling it off. Lupita Nyong'o, as always, is amazing. She's just kind of the spark plug throughout the movie. It seems like whenever there's kind of a, a down or a or dull moment, she comes in and just... Picks it right back up, and um, Denai Guerrera as Okoye, Winston Duke and Baku—they all—they are all just in the, on their A game. A game, and then obviously Angela Bassett. There's been some some Oscar rumors for her in this performance. that I've been hearing, so that would be pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, Devin, I um I I would have to agree with you there. It, it's it's so powerful, and I think that this movie is a pure definition of how art imitates life and I think it strikes a perfect balance between addressing the cycle of grief and honoring the memory of Chadwick Boseman um, all together because I mean this this whole movie is the grief cycle um, much similar to The Last of Us Part 2 when it comes to the grief, grief cycle there I noticed some similarities especially when it comes to revenge and how it can consume people in how that revenge can spread to your loved ones, other people, you know, in your country within this, um, this specific uh, movie itself. And, you know, it's not Cuerta and the, the rest of the game, you know, Lapita Nyong'o. And like you say, Angela Bassett killed it. Um, and you could tell that every single person involved in this movie, whether it be an actor or a set piece, Designer, what have you? Um, the writers, you know, the director Ryan Coogler, everyone in the cast and crew—they did this for Chadwick, and it shows so well on screen. And but I, what I really like about this movie is that it is a self-contained movie. It it does feel like a a worthy successor or or a worthy sequel, I should say, to the first movie. Because it is so self-contained, and I've had a lot of people like asking me what other movies or shows should I watch. What do I need to prepare myself for watching uh, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever? And I just tell them you just need to watch the first movie. That, that's that's all you need to really do. I mean, if you want to go back to his his original introduction into the MCU with Captain America: Civil War and then Infinity War, Endgame Game, and what have you, you can. But this is really a a direct sequel to the first movie. And I think this was an excellent way to conclude phase four um, of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And, of course, there is a um, mid-credit scene. But to touch on what you said, Devin, when when it comes to just everyone giving their all, especially uh, uh, Latina Wright, she she, kind of had to – I mean, not that she carried the movie on her back, but she did a lot of the heavy lifting. And this – movie is about shuri and we we find out a little bit more about her character because she is a scientist and there's a line at the very beginning of the movie which we'll get into when it comes to spoilers where it it shows the the difference between her and the rest of her family the rest of wakanda the rest of like through the elders that she is not necessarily a believer in their traditions and their religions and their and their rituals because she is a scientist and we see that throughout the movie where she has a lot of logical explanations for self-comfort or you know throughout the grieving period where she is sherry is mad she is angry at the world and you know she has her science she has her logic to back her up but i feel like that is when someone is at their most dangerous when you have someone who is essentially a I wouldn't necessarily call her like maybe like an agnostic esque type. Like she kind of well towards the end of the movie she starts to, you know, kind of lean towards the more supernatural side. But she she's always had the self-doubt about herself and about, you know, her about Wakanda's traditions. Because we kind of even see it in the first movie when she kind of scoffs at tradition. So, but the the entire movie itself, I mean, it's a runtime of two hours and forty one minutes, and the first time that I saw it, I mean, I absolutely loved it. But I think when I went to go see it again last night, because I watched it twice, it was a better watch for me the second time. I think Tanakh playing uh, Namor or Namor, however you like to pronounce uh, his name, he did a great job, and it was it was just this grand adventure that it, it felt like Spider-Man No Way Home on that level. When you have the emotional beats, and of course, like you said, Devin, the the tribute uh, factors, especially when, when they brought Chadwick up on screen, that was, it, it, it kind of just, it hits like a knife to your heart almost, like or like your stomach just drops. But like at the same time, I feel like they have immortalized Chadwick in this universe on screen. And, but the the opening was perfect.
1: Yeah, I was just gonna mention the opening. Um, you were talking about how uh, Shuri kind of has doubts about the more spiritual aspects of her culture because she's more into science and, and um, fa- the factual nature of science. But the opening scene where she's in the elevator, you can you can hear all you hear is her praying and praying that um, her brother makes it out. That just shows how much she cares about him. She's willing to do whatever it takes, even if it's something that she's not fully invested in spiritually.
0: Yeah, and and I'm gonna pull an avatar here, I, and I think I brought this up on a few other episodes, but in A Legend of Korra, where Korra is, she she's mastered three of the four elements. She can't airbend, but she gets she hits a a very low point in her life. And there's a line in the movie, well, not in the movie, but the series where she's talking to Avatar Aang and Aang says, when we hit our lowest points, uh, we're open to the greatest change. It's something of that nature. Um, I can't remember if I'm paraphrasing or not, but that's the gist of it. So I feel like Shuri, you know, when when things get hard, it's like she's she she will take anything, like you said, to to save her brother's life. And, but when, I mean, we'll get into like spoilers, but I mean, gosh, this is so much to talk about. But I, I do agree. It's like when times get hard, where things get tough, when she's in a bind, like she will just, you know, throw it out there. Whatever can help her in that moment. You know, she was trying to save her brother. She was not trying to save the Black Panther. And, you know, but it's, man it's so powerful it's it's so crazy well I, I feel like we're getting into that spoiler section but was there anything else you wanted to mention before we head into our spoiler section of this movie
1: yeah you just gotta dive in there's so much to talk about
0: <laughs> Aneta, where is your spear? should it give me this to try <laughs> Them better. Our foremothers gave us its fear because it is precise, elegant and deadly. It will not change under my watch. Yes, General. I told you not to bring them. you want to start with the, the mid credit scene towards the end or did you, I mean, h- how do you want to break this down?
1: I, I was going to go to the, the opening credits with the the typical Marvel logo, but it's just, it's just all Chadwick. That's kind of the first one where it just, you just feel the tears coming and all, all you hear during it is like a slight um like wind, like, like breezing around. And then as the movie goes on and um, Ramonda talks about how when she feels the wind, she kind of feels T'Challa with her. And that all connects, even at the end with the mid-credit scene as well. It just all hits so hard.
0: That that is yeah, because we 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 sit through the the funeral because it's the first part of the movie right before they do the opening credit with the Marvel logo, and they change it to like the Black Panther purple as well, which I thought was yeah, it, it's it's oh my gosh, but I I do agree that that is something I didn't really notice at first on my first watch, but there's, you know, the small little things, like, especially when Shiri says during the very beginning, I forgot exactly what she says, but she's like, oh, like, you know, when she's praying to, like, her ancestors that, like, you know, I'll never doubt your guys' existence ever again, and then the movie opens up, and it's just like, you know, it's T'Challa falling, he fell to a certain illness, which I'm assuming... They say it's an unknown illness, but I've seen
1: complaints that they didn't like go into enough detail about it. But I'm completely fine. Just it's just so hard to deal with. Like mm. you do not have to go into detail about the death of the fictional character because you just had to try to deal with the real person. And they did it the best way they could. I think you don't have to. You don't have to explain the death. Like we understand
0: no. because it because it's. I mean, it's relevant, but. Like I said before, you know, this it's literally our imitating life. You know, unfortunately, Chadwick Boseman was taken from this world far too soon. And it was a unknown illness, at least to us, you know, the fans, you know, his kids outside of his family. It was an unknown illness to us. So that's the way that it should be portrayed in this movie, because it was something that just took him and, you know, Everyone knows that cancer sucks and it's, it is, I, I think they handled it perfectly. Like you said, they don't need to go into this big exp, um, expedition about how or like, you know, what exactly happened because it's already happened in real life. So, and, and when you get into all that stuff, then it gets too murky and it's like, it just, they dressed it perfectly, and like you said, I think Ryan Coogler and his team—they I mean, really pulled off the impossible here. I mean, you know, there are there's like a few issues that I have, but they're they're small altogether. All
1: no matter no matter what you think about this movie or this story, like this is a, this is a, an accomplishment. Like this movie is a feat of just unbelievable talent and just overcoming the odds and obstacles. To put this together within two years—it's—it's it's incredible to think about. Yeah,
0: it—it it is because I mean it's like okay, you—you you have Namor or Namor, and his involvement with trying to protect his people because there's this underwater empire that nobody knows about, and oh my gosh, you know we find out that vibranium also exists. I mean, it mainly exists in Wakanda, but we find out there there is some elsewhere, but. That opening scene when Angela Bassett when walked into that like UN room, she gave them the business. Yep. And I, it was like this was perfect. And then of course we get our favorite colonizer <laughs> coming coming back. <laughs> but my God, I mean, there's so much to talk here.
1: Yeah, that's that's what I was talking about earlier. They gave him just so much to do and so much to balance in this movie. It kind of feels unfair for Ryan Coogler to have to go through and add all this stuff in. But you had, obviously, Namor introducing him and his entire culture and underwater world. Um, he, he even They even changed that from um, Atlantis to I'm blanking on the, the new name they gave it.
0: Okay, so in the comics, it is Atlantis because Namor is yeah. the... Aquaman version of For for Marvel
1: He was the first one But yes
0: Yeah okay 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 So Namor came before Aquaman Okay I got gotcha. you Yeah Okay so it is Atlantis In the comics I don't read comics I'm sorry guys It's just Yeah I'm blanking on what it is In the movie But I think it might have Started with a T I can't find it But I think it does start With a T I'm blanking Because I can see Because they said it In the film
1: Yeah they said it And showed it a few times
0: yeah, but I mean the the underwater kingdom. It looked so beautiful. Like yeah. I I was really glad that we were able to. You know, we we have these two great kingdoms. You know, the the, the kingdom of Wakanda and the country of Wakanda, in you know all this glory. Like this this land based this the surface based empire, and then you have this underwater empire where it's like oh it's not just. You know, you know, you go down a few feet in the ocean. Like, no, like you have to, you're like, it's like in Marianas Trench <laughs> almost. And I, I adored them showing the, the underwater world and how vast the ocean actually is. Okay. I it. It's, it's Talocan. Talocon, That's what it was. And see, I was, I was thinking that in my head, but I was like, I don't know if that's it. Yeah, it is Talokan because he gives that big speech where he ha- where um, Namor has like the big, uh, I-, I guess it's his crown. His crown. That was insane. Like, he gives this huge speech where he's like, hey, you know, th- the government has this device that, you know, finds vibranium. But I, I guess that was kind of the thing I was kind of, if you I'm like, okay, so Namor wanted to find the device the detective vibranium to protect his people. But I'm still trying to figure out why he wanted to kill uh, Ironheart or Riri Williams, who was fantastic, by the way, but they never share a, um, a scene like technically together. So I guess that's where it got a little confusing for me. What, what did you think? Or I'm, I'm not sure.
1: Um, I do agree that it was kind of strange that it never shared a scene together really. Um, but I think he just, he's just protecting his people at all costs like, he knows this person has created a device to that can find that can find vibranium, and his palace is basically built on vibranium. It's in the soil and whatnot. So, just kind of protecting his people.
0: Yeah. Okay. So he wanted to protect his people from not necessarily Wakanda because just anybody, any outside like force. But he went to Wakanda, Namor went to Wakanda to try to form an alliance because of the, I'm assuming because of the resources they both share. That's what I'm assuming. Yeah. Okay. Okay.
1: And and then they have the similarity of just being like kind of secret societies.
0: Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is very true. So yeah, I wasn't 100% sure for a second. I was like, eh, maybe I was missing something all all altogether, but. But but yeah, um, he
1: had, Ryan Cooler had to, Balance introducing Namor and in a whole new society, which I think I thought I think it was better. Kind of make it a more realistic. I mean, realistic in a way. It's kind of based on like Aztec culture instead of just Atlantean, which is obviously more fictional. Mm. I like the way they they made it more culturalized in this one. But yeah, they add Namor in. You add Riri Williams as as a brand new character. You add in. Everett Ross and Val their their side story, which is interesting that they ended up they were married at at one point, which is yeah definitely something. Um, you add in Makia and, and her storyline, and you add in Okoye and her Midnight Angels storyline, which is definitely a, a rumored future project that they have set up. And there's a new um, Aneka is a new Dormilaje member so they had to integrate in as well. Um, There's just so much that they have to kind of balance here. Um, And I think he did a good job.
0: Especially with uh, Namor's army. Like that was huge. Like, and I I loved how they showed how powerful Namor was because he calls himself a too. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It was I
1: love the presence they had. The, The bridge scene was amazing. I don't know what, I don't know what it is with Marvel, but they just nail these bridge scenes every time.
0: Yeah, it, it's it's crazy. I mean, I was like, my gosh, like that that was like the best like fight like bridge fight scene since I've seen since um I believe it was Captain America two. I think they had a bridge fight scene in that movie. It's yeah, been a Civil lot war since I've had one. It. Yeah, yeah, Civil War, yeah, yeah, Civil War had one. It, it was so. Great sorry, Civil um Winter Soldier. Um, yes, yes, yes. Sorry, yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking of. Um, yeah, the but it, but get to get back to my point. Where you know Namor calls himself a mutant because, and we we see how he became a mutant, how he was born a mutant, which makes yeah. him more dangerous because, yeah, historically
1: he, he is the first mutant because he's been around for like five hundred years,
0: and he's, I mean, he's had his powers, his abilities since birth,
1: and, and I love his power set. Like you think the wings on the ankles be kind of weird, but it's just so cool how he just. Flies around.
0: He's super quick too. <laughs> yeah, they call him a cuckoo <laughs> was great. He said, "What? Just because you live in the mountains, <laughs> you don't think we have books?"
1: I will find this fish man.
0: <laughs> he was so excited when he saw him. He was like the fish man. <laughs> I was like, yes.
1: And I think I think this movie did a great job of of utilizing slow motion, like ultra slow motion at points, because specifically specifically for a movie like this that deals with a lot with water, you kind of have to to do some slow motion scenes because um, water effects in like in real time would just do not look cool. Like when they have those, those giant water grenades and they go off and it's all slow mo, That's, that's the good stuff.
0: My dude. Oh my God. Speak. So the water grenades that the, when they were using it, I loved, they used it sparingly. It wasn't just like every single fight, but like, I mean, they always had them with them. But also the, um, like the water mass.
1: The design of, of them was so cool, and and the two the two like kind of main sidekicks that Namor had. Uh, I think one was Nemora, and one was another large man. But they were, they were pretty intimidating, especially on that bridge when when he's battling Okoye, and and uh, definitely wins in that fight.
0: Yeah, I mean, it it really shows how powerful Tylo Khan is as a nation it's not just oh like it's not this them talking about how big of a threat this is like you see it like you see the advantages that these new characters you know the the empire of Khan has especially when, when they're kind of like coming out of the water and they have like that song that they're singing yes, and it's the song just, is
1: so creepy that opening scene with this the cia agents that is that was so good like that could have been a whole like a movie on its own just kind of setting up i could have make like a horror movie like that's that's creepy they're singing you to sleep they're making you jump off the ship like
0: yeah that it, it was it was a very eerie like you know whistling noise that they were making or the tune that they were singing it was it, was, whew, it, it definitely gave me chills and then um speaking of the slow motion shots i i think they used them sparingly um, especially when it came to Queen Ramonda's death, which I did not expect. Which is a shocker. Nope, nobody expected that. I I didn't. I was like, I was like, man, like, I mean, she she technically could have lived if she, but it's like Riri would have died. So it's like one or the other. And she's given like everyone in you know in Wakanda, especially Queen Ramonda, has has given everything. Like she said, her entire family is gone, and you've. Feel that so much Like it, it just It just breaks the fourth wall right there In my opinion When she is just You know she's she's mourning she's Trying to get over or she's trying to be, She's trying to end her mourning period And she wants Shuri to, to join her but You know Sherry just needs A little bit more time because To her like she said you know The more I think about my brother you know I'll just want to burn the world But yeah. also with, um, I guess I now we're jumping around here. But when Sherry finally takes the black ma- the the black mantle, when Sherry finally takes the mantle of Black Panther, and she goes to the ancestral plane, she does not see her brother. That's that's
1: that's the cameo that really got the crowd going.
0: I I thought it. I was like, okay, I'm like, oh my god, you know, it's probably Queen Warmanda or maybe her father. But no, it's Killmonger.
1: Yes. And that was amazing to see Michael B. Jordan back on the screen.
0: I I mean, I didn't lose it, but I was like, wow. That scene
1: is so cool. Their back and forth was amazing. He just goes, what's up, little cousin?
0: He just, he's just so smooth. And he calls and he calls out her father, you know, saying that her father father was a hypocrite. Saying that, not necessarily like calling out T'Challa, but saying that T'Challa was too noble, but that is a that can be looked at as a weakness to a lot of people, when it comes to you know these characters who always want to necessarily do the right thing, but you know they're they're it's it's like a um I guess you can't kind of like a Gryffindor thing, you know you kind of want to always do the right thing, not necessarily for glory, but you want to do right, do good for goodness sake, and you know okay like what what is like the black and white right way to go around with this. But yeah, I, his speech was great. And that, and that, like that, the plane they were in, like that was like a throne room kind of, and like everything's up in flames. It just looks so cool. I mean, he was King for a bit. So, I mean, he, he would go, I mean, you know, his, and his, his father as well, but it really puts into perspective how much alike they actually are between Shuri and Killmonger because they both scoffed at tradition differently, but they still did it. And of course, you know, the heart shaped herb is gone. And we see Shuri trying to recreate like a, a synthetic one during the beginning and obviously towards the maybe like midway point in the movie where she finally becomes a Black Panther.
1: <laughs> I love how, how the both movies, both Black Panther movies, like visualize technology in Wakanda. It always looks so cool whenever Shuri's like working on. Obviously, the, the synth, synthesizing the herb or like it just it just looks so cool when you see it on screen. It's like very futuristic, not something that you you see always in movies like technology. We can't even comprehend.
0: I love how that's like the point, because even in the first film, when um, Ross gets you know brought back to Wakanda after being shot and he's like, oh, he's, he's like, oh, is this vibranium? And sure, he's like, there's vibranium all around us. And he's just his mind is so blown. And you know, he, he is a he I mean, he is a part of that family in, in a way. It it's so I I love how, you know, you, we have these outsiders who are trying to assist Wakanda, especially with Riri. We you know, you get her great introduction. <laughs> yeah, I was
1: gonna say Riri also just kind of gets just blended right into the family as well. It just feels pretty natural how they added her into the fold because she just at the end she's just a member of the family.
0: Yeah, I I love her introduction. I mean, it it's it's not as similar from like when we first see Spider Man when Tony goes to recruit him because he's kind of just at home. He's not in college, but of course, Riri's going to MIT, Massachusetts, and you know she she's shaking down some guy for some Venmo because <laughs> she's like, hey, I I know what I am worth, and you know he's he's trying to push back, and he's like, yesterday's price is not today's price. He said, she said, and what grade did you get? I was like, oh, (laughs) shaking them down for some money, man. That was crazy. It was like, and of course we haven't really seen Venmo really used in movies, but I I liked how they, they kind of just throw that in there. But yeah, her introduction was great. I I love her, her path so far. I know she is, she is getting her own series. So I'm very excited to have her back in the fold, She was easily like one of my favorite new characters, but there was a lot of laughs too. Like, but it was sprinkled throughout. It wasn't just like shoved down your throat altogether. You know, there's a lot of back and forth between Mbaku and Okoye and just, you know, Riri saying, Oh, you know, like when, when, um, when the feds are after them <laughs> and she's like, where's the black Panther? <laughs> she was like, the black Panther is gone. <laughs> <laughs> Riri's like oh so you guys stop having Black Panthers after I get kidnapped it was yeah. like my god no I'm sorry they they were it was when they were uh, trapped under um, in uh, Talokan that, that's when it was also when they go back to her dorm and she goes to the
1: bathroom and Okoye just springs up <laughs> that, I'm gonna, that was one of the bigger laughs that, that we uh, That was,
0: yeah it was perfect because Akoya pops up Shuri's like what are you doing here and she's like He's like, like you said five minutes, I gave you six. I was like, whoa, it was, it was so perfect. I mean, there's, I mean, there's going to be things we're not super crazy about. So I guess we can kind of get into those. We kind of already addressed one of them, which was the whole, you know, di- just a little bit of the disconnect between um Namor and wanting to kill Riri instead of just. But I, yeah, it is what it is. But I guess my other, my other small gripe that I actually had was the final battle between Shuri as a Black Panther and Namor. I felt like it was over a little bit too quick, but maybe that was because of the runtime. We're like, okay, you know, we kind of have to wrap this up, but when they're out on the water, that was great. But it was just once they hit like the desert beach when it was just Shuri and Namor.
1: I, I agree I agree the final battle was is just kind of jumbled because there's just so much happening. There's I mean there's a sky fight, there's a a ship fight, there's like water fight, and then there's like desert fight. It's just literally all all levels of of land you can have. There's a fight and it's just there's a lot going on. Kind of just the classic superhero movie ending where you just have to have a big final battle. It it, it yeah. doesn't always work out the best, but I think this one definitely worked out better than the first one's ending. Cause that one was just kind of really rushed CGI. This one didn't have um, issues like that one did. So I think it's definitely an improvement in that area, but yeah, there's just a lot going on. Um, It's kind of just hard to,
0: yeah, it's hard to like comprehend because I mean, especially, I mean, you've, you've only seen it once. So it's like going into the theater once and watching it, it is a lot of information thrown at you, but there's a lot of great moments as well. But yes, I mean the final fight. I mean, really, it was like at that point, it was like the third time that you know they kind of all crossed swords all together, which is something I liked. It was kind of you know one fight leading to the next, and then you know accidentally killing um one of the uh, Talokanians. I I would I wouldn't really know how to <laughs> something like that. I was like, oh, Talokanians. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh man, it's. Another small complaint I have,
1: but it's it's a nitpick. It doesn't matter at all. But I think uh, the Midnight Angels suit design is a bit goofy, and even even <laughs> even Okoye was like, "What is this? What are you trying to make me wear?" Like I d- I didn't know. Um, I'm looking at it now. I had to look up actually what they look, what it looks like in the comics. But it is actually pretty accurate as to what it looks like. Mm. um i would not have mind if they changed it up a bit more it just looks kind of odd
0: it, it looks too much like a look it, it looks too much like it belongs in a comic book
1: yeah it, it, it reminds me of the um actually kind of funny going back to the aquaman comparison it reminds me of the um the black mantis his weird mask thing that's it's it just is not a good look it just looks weird and out of place like similar kind of weird mask here
0: that is true, yeah, and it's some you know, I, I appreciate the comic book accuracy, but, like, not everything needs to be that comic book accurate. I mean, we kind of saw it in WandaVision, where, you know, they're uh, for the Halloween episode, where they dress up in, like, their OG, like, comic book character uh, outfits, which it made sense then, because it was Halloween. But, yeah. I mean, like, it still looked cool, but, yeah, I, I agree. The Midnight Sun, it was, it just looked too much, like, they just ripped it straight out of the comic book, but... That's what they wanted to go for. So it is what it is.
1: I'm, I'm excited. if They end up getting a series, though, because it'd be cool to follow them.
0: Yeah. And uh, what do you think of um, Riri's uh, new suit? Or I guess it's one of her suits.
1: But. Um, I mean, I guess it's kind of like a Mach 1 Iron Man suit. Like, it's going to look a little <laughs> rough at first. Like, it's going to be rough around the edges until she like gets everything figured out and nailed down. Mm-hmm. But definitely a good start.
0: Yeah, I love it. <laughs> they were like, oh, crap, she has an Iron Man suit. I was like, whoo, she was ready to go, boy.
1: Yeah, she had one in the garage, too. She, they were like, that thing drives? Yeah. Or but that thing yeah, rides? It, <laughs> it flies.
0: It flies. <laughs> hey, but she, she had the oxygen problem, but she did not have the freezing problem like Tony Stark did. But yep. she said there's like a Reddit like dedicated to all that stuff or, or some kind of online community. Or YouTube channels, that's what it was. But... Um. Yeah. It it's just such a a crazy wild ride. And then well, one other issue I did have. Um. It's kind
1: of just a, a theme that we've been seeing with Marvel shows and movies lately, where prison escapes are just way too easy. I mean, I guess technically it wasn't a prison this time. It was the underwater Talocon like layer, but they were kidnapped, so they were kind of imprisoned. But Nakia just kind of s- swims right on in, and then they swim right on out, like. The Talokans do not put up much of a fight because no. it, it was so like it was such a good job at the beginning when Namor first introduces himself to um, Ramanda and uh, Sherry, where he goes, "I have as many uh, soldiers in my army as you have blades of grass here in Wakanda." Like that's such a great, like intimidating introduction. But then you see how easily they kind of just sneak out. It's like, where where's this army guy? Come on, <laughs> you, don't, you don't have any any guards anywhere or just letting them letting them go
0: through he doesn't need any he's a mutant he does not need any. apparently <laughs> uh, man when, when he first pops out <laughs> that water it scared me for a second i was like oh oh <laughs> like my gosh but yeah that that is a very good um that, that's that's fair because yeah it seemed that you know, nobody can find where, you know, they were being held captive. When they finally do, you know, Nikia is the one who come in who comes in to saves them. And of course, us learning that she did not go to the child's funeral, but for reasons we'll talk here about in, in a quick second. But yeah, she kind of just like slips in. I'm like, oh, cool, she's there. And then she's like, Okay, we gotta go. Just and it's slip like out. Yeah. I mean, but it. I, I guess they kind of just did that to kind of move the plot a little bit further on. But, yeah, I do agree. Prison break scenes. Um, Speaking of prison break scenes, it. I can't remember if there's there is a great prison break scene in Daredevil. I can't remember if it's in season two or season three, though. I don't think it's in season one. You finished season one already or no? Yeah. Oh, you did. Okay, okay. But yeah, well, um, yeah, we'll definitely talk about that some, some other day. But yeah, overall, I'd well, actually, let's get into really quick before we kind of uh, get our final thoughts and ratings here. Uh, we have to talk about the the mid-credit scene, which, you know, we, we kind of get where Shiri is Black Panther, but she does not want to rule. She does not want to become queen. And, and Baku wants to challenge, so maybe he'll probably be, like, the the next king, at least for now. But we find out that Nikia and T'Challa had a son, and that uh, T'Challa prepared N'Kia and his son Toussaint, which is his Haitian name, um, for his death. But his true name is T'Challa. That's and when the tears
1: start to form.
0: Yeah, and he was in the movie a little bit earlier when it, you know when when um, Queen Raimunda first goes to to Haiti or Haiti. I didn't notice
1: that.
0: Yeah, he's he, he's one of the um, he's it's like one of the little kids that are like kind of running around. He's in there for like a, a few seconds for sure. Well, I only noticed that on my second watch, but yeah, he he comes through, and I I think that was a perfect way of Marvel having their cake and eating it too, because there were so many people who wanted the childhood to be recast. And there was, you know, talk that Chadwick did want someone else to kind of, you know, replace him um, after his passing. They could not
1: have balanced it any better than they did because there are a lot of people. And I, I, disagree completely that he should have been recast for this movie. There's just, there's just no way they ever should have done that. Just that's just a hard no for me. I'm glad they went this direction as far as, uh, giving the Black Panther mantle down to Shuri, um, which is also just, just makes sense as far as, as far as the accuracy of it goes and just the familial bond they had and their connection. But they, they set it up to where they can have that be a storyline for now, but then five years, 10 years down the line, they have a Black Panther ready to go. They have a T'Challa Jr.
0: Yeah. And it I think it also uh, adds into the factor that Marvel and, you know, Ryan Coogler and the rest of the cast and crew, they just weren't ready to to move on quite yet. And, I mean, obviously there was speculation. Like some people were saying, I've seen online, that maybe, you know, a different T'Challa from like a different multiverse could come through. And I was like, I mean, that is an option, but the way that they handle it here. Which was some yeah. was way more organic, um, in the sense because you know time had passed between, clearly between Black Panther, uh, the first one, and then everything that happened in Infinity War and whatnot up to, to what kind of Forever. But I I think they they definitely stuck the landing, and when they are ready to reintroduce T'Challa, um, you know T'Challa Junior, um, back into the fold, whether you know he eventually comes back and takes, you know, the throne to Wakanda uh, for whatever black Panther three might hold. I know that Ryan Coogler and Kevin Feige have already began talking about it. Cause I mean, these days it's honestly, sometimes it's kind of hard to keep up with the Marvel. Like they, they're just pumping out stuff left and right. I mean, during like my second viewing, you know, they, they show the quantum trailer. So it's like, you know, they're, you know, the, the, this movie's out, they're they're already on to the next. You know, it's it's crazy. But did you have any other final thoughts before we get into our, or did you have any more spoiler thoughts that we can get into before we get into our final thoughts in our ratings?
1: Yeah, I really I really do love just the final few scenes how they tied everything up all the loose ends because there are certain points throughout the movie where I was sitting there like. Huh, i have a few questions um but it seems to do a good job of just answering those questions as the movie wrapped up um like throughout i was i was wondering okay where where's this army like i mentioned before where's this army that namor mentioned of talokhan people that he has and then the final battle you start to see okay there's there's a lot of them pulling up on this ship so the answer yeah. to that and then towards the end i was kind of thinking it's been a while since they kind of mentioned t'challa or chadwick it's been a while since they've talked about him but then that final tribute at the end that was perfectly done and answered that question for me and also the question i had was um i thought it was kind of interesting how easily um they kind of had a truce the wakandans and namor sherry and namor with their battle Mm -hmm. but then it kind of shows the aftermath where namor is kind of still thinking about the future and he's kind of thinking that maybe um they'll, they'll team up and have to have to fight a battle at some point in the future and and there might be some ill intent from him on that on that end depending on how much of a villain they want to make him because he could definitely do some damage if he he could kind of leak out to some information about wakanda if he wanted if you think about it if he wanted people to attack wakanda then he knows wakanda would ask for their help and then they could try to like plan out their uh their domination that he was ultimately looking for at the beginning there
0: yeah yeah it's it's him playing it smart and shiri showing him mercy at the end where he she easily could have you know just ended his life right
1: which is which is also a callback to when t'challa um showed mercy to, to zemo in civil mm. war
0: yes yes it's been so long since i've seen civil war uh for sure um really cool what did you think of uh shiri's uh black panther suit it was looking clean
1: Yeah, i thought it was pretty cool it has like the kind of diamonds on the face that kind of differentiate him or her from the original one. It just, it looks sleeker obviously, but it's, it's got a cool look.
0: Yeah. I like, it's the, um, like the mixture between the silver and the gold altogether between, you know, like obviously she, she is, you know, T'Challa's sister, but she shares a lot of, maybe not the same values, but she, she thinks like, Killmonger. They're they're more alike than, than we we may have you know realized. But yeah, it just such such a great movie, man. I mean, I'll probably go see it again uh once I'm home for uh uh the holidays with, with the family because I know they want to go see it. Actually, I think they're seeing it this weekend as well. I think my mom's seeing it on Sunday, but definitely just a, a great story overall. Like, you know, it just felt so contained.
1: There, there's actual stakes too, like like obviously Queen Ramonda stakes. That's, that's pretty huge.
0: That was that was hard to watch, man. It was in, in the way that like Nakia said, like she's she's passed, and then Sherry just breaks down all over again. And then when Mbaku said, you know, the world's taken too much from you for you to be even considered a child anymore, which was a great line. And also it kind of calls back to Wanda vision where, you know, Wanda is mourning for like her loss of vision and the, the line of, you know, what is love or what is grief if not love persevering. And you see that here, like all throughout the, the movie, you know, this, this like, I mean, it's a very female centric movie as well. You know, they, they yeah. have to step up and, you know, they, they may have, they, they had lost their protector, but that does not mean Wakanda is, is weak.
1: Yeah. Like how you mentioned it's, it's like, it's like our imitating life because it really is like, you can see when Sherry's kind of going through the grief and emotional all of it, she kind of has to take different parts of her, her lost loved ones and, and make them a part of her as mm. the new person that she's becoming. Like you take different parts of, of T'Challa, obviously, you take different parts of your if your cousin Killmonger. You take different parts of of Queen Ramonda, and you, you try to um, keep them inside you and and keep them a part of you while also becoming your own person.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it's it it kind of it goes back to even where you know after Queen Ramonda passed away, where Shuri says, you know the you know the the last person of, like that truly knew me is gone. But like you said, yeah, she's. It's, it it takes a a village to like, you know, raise a child and she definitely has her own ideals, but she develops her own style where it's, you know, she takes bits and parts from people in her life and she, she becomes the person that she is. And yeah, like we, we definitely see that like at the very ending, it was, oh my gosh, it, it, and Haiti was beautiful as well. Like what, what, what they had shown. Um, but man, oh man. Nakia was so good. Lupita is just top tier. Her reasoning too, for not being at the f- funeral. She's like, you know, to everyone, you know, he was King T'Challa, Black Panther. And she's like, you know, to me, like he was everything. So she had to step away. It's, I mean, it's, of course, you know, she, she had her child as well, but it's like, you kind of just need to, you know, be on your own.
1: And, he, and he, she even said that they talked about it before his mm-hmm.
0: passing, what, what the plan was mm-hmm yeah it's so heartbreaking but gosh i i'm loving this movie more the more that we talk about it but let's get into our ratings here because i feel like we've kind of already covered our covered our final thoughts already but Devin, what would you rate black panther wakanda forever
1: yes yeah, it's, it's definitely a movie where the more that we sit here and talk about it the higher the score seems to go just because there's just so much to love and you can just see how much everyone poured into this movie Especially the, the, the beginning and ending, just, it just hits so hard. And I'm glad they gave him the send-off that they were able to. So I'm going to give it like a, like a strong 88. Like there are obviously a few issues that I've had. It's, it's, it wasn't perfect, obviously, but they, they, they did the best job they possibly could have. Ryan Kugler, Kugler and company of bringing all of this together into this cohesive story that for the most part works and, and continues the world of Wakanda into the future.
0: Yeah, I'm right there with you. I'll probably bomb it up just like a 90, a solid 90 out of 100 uh, for me. Like, you know, it feels like we both had like the same small little issues with the film. But, you know, I mean, it's a long runtime, too. But I feel like once you've watched it on a second time, you feel a lot better about it. And, you know, you catch small things that you didn't notice on your first watch. But, yeah, just just a job well done by by everyone, cast and crew, because, they they really pulled off the impossible. Like they they made a a wonderful sequel to one of like the best Marvel movies ever, and kept the heart and soul of what made the first movie so special. With or without Chadwick Boseman, you know, being there. But you know, it's it's a heartfelt tribute altogether, and just a job well done. They, a perfect way to end Phase Four. And, you know, I guess we're going to be gearing up for that Christmas special in Quantumania coming out soon. But, yeah, so 88 from Devin out of 100 and a 90 out of 100 from me. But with all that said, that concludes today's review of Black Panther Wakanda Forever. If you like what you heard on today's episode, please subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform of choice. And make sure to share an episode of our podcast with a friend, whether it be your mother, your brother, or your significant other. Make sure to share an episode of the Film Film Optics Podcast with the movie Lover in Need. And with all that said, that is a wrap for today. Thank you all for listening. And if you enjoyed the show, leave us a five-star rating review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram to stay in the know. That was Devin. My name is Christian, and we'll see you guys in the next one. Peace.